This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on investing, retirement, and everything in between. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I am Bailey Ashbrook, your host, and I am actually sitting here with only one Cole. One Cole. Which one is it? You think they can tell from your voice? Probably, yeah. The Cole Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Cole Jasky had to take a little hiatus because we have some special guests today, so... Uh, just, just me in the, uh, in the studio with Bailey. So it's just how to money with Cole today and <laughs> yeah. special double guest. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, guys, and Caleb's here. He doesn't have a mic today. I'll give him a little shout out. It is H O T hot. Oh man, man. I've had to cancel two flag football practices and I'm, I'm, I'm actually like giddy to have him at practice and we're going to have to cancel the night start tomorrow night yeah soccer football but school started kids are back in session oh thank goodness our kids are in I the went same to bed class. at 9 15 last night it was awesome i won't tell you what time <laughs> i went to bed it was a little earlier than that but it's hot and we're excited though so it's hot know what else is hot chicago God. cubs i knew you were gonna say it yeah baby i have no idea what's going on with the cubs so please enlighten they're me. 67 and 60 i believe is their record they are only three and a half games out of first place but they are in the wild card right now. So if the playoffs started today, my Cubs are in the playoffs. So when do you actually know if they're in the playoffs? Well, at the end of the season. When's that? I don't know. Uh, last game is October 1st. Actually, I have tickets to the game in Milwaukee because they're the Milwaukee's in first place. So that's oh. who they'd play. And then if they beat them? Well, that, that game is just the end of the okay. season. So it might might matter, might not matter. But uh, decided to get tickets just in case it did matter. You can see how well I follow baseball. Right. The Cubs are, are better. They're good. But the Dodgers, they have their first football game. You used to coach. The Fort Dodge Dodgers, yeah. yeah. Yep. First game at Webster City uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. yeah. So excited. Good luck. Good luck to all the teachers back out there. For sure. School's out early because it's so hot in Iowa. What is it today? Like one? Oh, I no. think today's only like 97. Yesterday was like 101. I'm but. sweating and I don't sweat. Yeah. You've been hot lately and you're never hot. No, I'm usually freezing, yeah. so... Well, should we introduce our special guest since we have two of them? Yeah, let's bring them on. All right. So our topic today is Medicare, and we're not going to bore you and give you all the details on that, but we have two special guests here. Uh, Lindsay Simpson, who has been at uh, KHI and doing Medicare supplements for about 10 years, and then Doreen Coppinger, and she's also at KHI and done uh, Medicare supplements and things like that for 12 years. And there are, they are an extension of our business because everyone goes on Medicare at some point. Typically, now there are a few exceptions, but uh, most, whatever, 99% of Americans go on Medicare at some point. So uh, as retirement planners, obviously that becomes a piece of it. And we have to refer that business somewhere because we don't sell Medicare uh, supplements. So we refer those people to KHI here in Fort Dodge. Whoop, whoop. Um, and they can do, they can do, uh, you know, for uh, my Des Moines, uh, clients and people all over the country, they can do supplements for them. But, uh, so they come to our events, uh, they help us out with our, our clients that need to get on Medicare. And so welcome to, yeah. uh, the podcast and, uh, let's talk about Medicare. Yeah. You guys excited to be here? Yeah. 
Doreen's <laughs> gonna take a breath because this is her first podcast. No pressure. She couldn't wait. She's gonna do great. And we appreciate you guys always being an extension of our team. Well, thank you. We appreciate your partnership also. Yeah, and you guys must be very passionate about Medicare because that's twenty two years combined. That's you're in it. You know it. You're the expert. So let's get into it. Okay. Okay. Here's I think personally what I hear most. When do I enroll? When should I enroll in Medicare and how do I enroll? What does that process look like? Most people go on Medicare when they turn 65, but there is some other times that you could go on it. Um, you could be on disability for um, two years, and then you're able to um, also go on Medicare. And then if you have a diagnosis of ALS or a transplant, you also. But for um, financial planning, you would most of um, everyone goes on at age 65. So m- most of the time at 65, there's some exceptions, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. two years on disability. So, and that, and I think that's a common misconception with disability. People think, oh, I got social security disability automatically. I go on Medicare, but right. there's not, you have to wait two years. Um, but 65 right. is the most common age. Yes. Now talk a little bit about, uh, if people are still working, do they still have to go on Medicare or should they file for Medicare? Uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so if you're um, continuing to work, and the, the key with that is active employ- employment, um, you would want to be covered on an employer where you or your spouse were actively working um, to be able to delay Medicare and not be penalized for that. Um, I think there's some confusion around that where people think maybe they can COBRA coverage for 18 months to delay Medicare, and that's not the case. So so you actively have to be working. You have mm-hmm. to actively be working and be on that employer coverage or your spouse's coverage from them actively working. Yeah, so so she said something important. So because you're 65, well, if your spouse is um, you know, still working, whether they're above 65 or not, and you're going to stay on their insurance, that's another reason that you don't have to file for Medicare or don't go on the Medicare coverage. That's a pretty common thing that happens. Yeah, it is, absolutely. And the other piece of that that's important is is your employer plan that you plan on staying on past that eligibility, it has to be considered credible by CMS. What does that mean? Um, it has to be at, le- at least as good of drug coverage as you would get through Medicare. So sometimes we run into the issue, you know, in not all cases, but for an example, um, like a high deductible health plan, sometimes would not be credible by Medicare. So Yeah, and you have to be at an employer that you're actually getting the coverage. You know, I have some people, well, I'm still going to work part-time at Menards. Mm-hmm. You know, do I have to get me? Yes, you you do because that's not uh, where you're covered by the employer plan and, and, and everything like that. So you do have to go on Medicare at that point. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, talk a little bit about uh, the process of enrolling in Medicare and what that all entails. So if you're going to... One of the easiest ways, if you're computer savvy, is that you would go to um, the Social Security site, ssa.gov, and make sure you do gov, and um, sign up there. Or you can stop in your local Social Security office also and yeah. sign up there. Yep. Yeah, and that, that that's enrolls you for Part A and Part B, yep. and then you have to get prescription to Part D, prescription D coverage, or Medicare Advantage. That's something that has to be done through someone like yourself, right? That they have to do that through yeah. you guys. So what's that yeah. process look like? I want, I've, I've enrolled online, and now I want to meet with you guys. How do they set that up, and what does that process look like? Yeah, typically the timing is, you know, generally you're going to get your Medicare card about three months before your 65th birthday month. Um, so I always like tell people when that card shows up in the mail, that's probably when you need to reach out to a, a Medicare specialist to look at your options. Okay, so I got my card. I come into you. I sit with you two. What are you guys going to help me do? 
we're going to help you understand or get you through the process of understanding Medicare supplement, prescription drug plan, and also your um, or in, or a Medicare Advantage plan. Yeah. I mean, I know Cole's closer to me than this time. It's pretty far from both of us. But, like, I just don't even know what that process would look like. And I know we have clients that get, it's really confusing, Medicare, and, mm-hmm. like, the different parts and what I need and what mm-hmm. I don't need. So what would you think the top three things is working with someone like you that you could provide them in that guidance? Um, basically just all their options. You know, we're sitting down with someone um, – not everybody's the same. Their needs in the future is not the same as somebody sitting next to them. So it's really just laying out and educating them on what the pathways are that you can go and understanding what that looks like, what's that's going to cost and how that cost might go up each year um, so that they can look at it and say, okay, I think this is best for me is yeah. going this route. It's kind of like a financial plan. Like every, every answer that. is not the same for everybody. No. So it's, it, you know, and I, I used to do Medicare seminars when I was at principal and, and I had a lot of people that would listen, you know, only to part of my, my spiel and, and then they, they wouldn't understand like the other part of it. So you have original Medicare, which is part A, B, D, um, you know, supplement G, F, all that stuff. And then you have the other side where you can choose as Medicare Advantage. So you have two different kind of pathways you can go down that are very different. I mean, they are. Um, So you you can go down either pathway and that's where they, you know, uh, Doreen and Lindsay can come in and say, okay, they're going to ask you the questions. Are you going to travel internationally? I would assume is one of your questions that you ask. Uh, How many, how many prescription drugs are you on? How often do you go to the doctor? What have your medical issues? But you know, they're going to go through those questions. They're going to go, okay, now for you, this makes sense. Uh, for George over here, this would make sense because he has different different goals or different things that he's going to do in retirement. So yeah. what you're saying is we definitely don't want to go out this alone because it sounds like you could go a couple different ways. Oh, yeah. And there's consequences to the That's what I was just going to say. What's the top yeah. three mistakes you see when people start enrolling and getting their coverage? Yeah. So one of the big ones, I think, mm-hmm. is people taking their Part B too soon when they're not ready to come, you know, to come off of their employer group plan. Uh, because once you take that part B side of it, you have a clock that's ticking. And once that clock is over, you, you may not get certain options depending so, on your health. So should we maybe explain for listeners t- the part B part A and part B and maybe the difference between those two? So your part A is your, um, but part R and B are your original Medicare. So your ha- Part A is your hospitalization, which includes um, going in into the hospital and being in the hospital, so inpatient, and then your skilled care. So you may be in the hospital, you may need to go to a skilled care facility after you've been in the hospital for rehabilitation. So that's the skilled care part, and then your hospice care. So that's all covered under your Part A. Your Part B is all your medical services, like your doctors, your therapies, your um, outpatient surgeries, all of that is covered under Part B. So that's where most people, like right now, that's what they get there from their employer, that they're paying a deductible, they're, they're paying an, uh, out something out of pocket, that Part B is that part of it. They can use that, um, an employer's plan as a supplement for the Part B, yes. There. There you go. So yeah. that's why you wouldn't turn it on too soon. Right. Well, and in right. Part B right. has an actual premium. Right. The A is free. Correct. Yeah. Right. For, well, I like to do free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Free. You've been putting it into your hooker and then you get it for free. And they're thinking yeah. about attaching a premium to that, which yeah. I think is 
a little ridiculous. Wait, say that again. They're thinking about what? So part of part of the problem with Medicare and Social Security is that they're not properly funded, um, yes. and, and eventually they're going to run out of money. So one of the ideas for Medicare to not run out of money is to attach a premium to Part A. Well, that's so kind of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. We won't get into government and politics and all that on the, uh, uh, but it hasn't been well planned. And Social Security, they're going to wait till the last minute to make sure that doesn't run out of money. But that'll be probably 2034. So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> I was going to say, Cole doesn't usually get a lot this for a long time. I get a little fired up when it comes to that stuff. All right. So you will get off his soapbox. But you said so enrolling in Part B is a big mistake. What's another one you see when you sit down with people? Yeah. Well, I think the other big mistake um, is maybe thinking that you can still contribute to an HSA plan. Um, Maybe go more into that because I bet a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So once you're eligible for Medicare um, and you take any part of it, A or B, you cannot contribute to an HSA bank account anymore. Um, you'll get penalized by the IRS if you do so. And a lot of people think, well, I'll delay A and B then and I'll keep working. I'll stay on my employer plan and a year down the road, I'll decide to stop working. Well, they don't understand that Social Security actually backdates your Part A coverage when you do that. Um, so you would actually want to stop contributing about six months before you plan on, you know, stopping work and, and retiring and going on Medicare. So they backdate that. What do you mean? Go more into that for our listeners, because I think that's really important. Yeah. So um, you, they would. So January 1st, let's say they turned 65. They tr they're turning 66, let's just say. And now they want to stop working and and now they want to go on to Medicare coverage, both A and B. The B, they'll start, um, but the A, they backdate it for reasons that were made back when the laws were created that make no sense now, but it's never been changed. That's what they do. They backdate it. So if you were contributing in that window of time, you could, you could be penalized. What is uh, so there's another look back. Um, I think it's called Irma or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what it stands for, but there's a two-year look back on your earnings when it comes to Part B premium, correct? Yes. And, right. and I tried, I, like, I know enough about Medicare to be dangerous, but I there's there's so many changes every year that I'm trying not to, I'm trying to let you guys handle it. You're not but, the specialist. Yeah, I'm not the specialist. So, yeah. um, but talk a little bit about that two-year look back and how that can affect people uh, when they come to their Part B premiums. Yeah, so um, when you go to enroll in Part A and Part B, um, especially the Part B side of it, because there is a, a standard premium that's set by the government every year. Um, standard is what at least everybody will pay. Um, this year, it happens to be one sixty four ninety, and you'll see that amount go up each year with inflation. But people don't understand that not everybody is going to pay the standard rate. Um, if you are considered a high-income earner, um, then they will charge you more for your premium than other people. So when they go to look at that, when you go sign up, the most recent income documents they can see is from two years ago. Um, so Social Security does that two year look back. They say, okay, what did you make? Um, and if you're considered a high income earner, they're gonna charge you more than the standard rate. Yeah, so I, I have had this situation with somebody that retires and goes on Medicare, and then the first premium they get from Medicare or told what they're going to pay, they're like, whoa, mm -hmm. what's that all about? Um, and it's that two-year look back. So I had, I had a client that sold a business. So in the year in which he retired, it looked like he had made $900,000, which obviously wasn't going to continue for, um, but, but he sold his business during that year. So talk about how, you know, people have certain situations yeah. where they need to 
tell the government what's going on here and they can apply for they can appeal is that yep, right yeah absolutely so if it's abnormal like okay yeah you know i i inherited something um and my income was high in that one year it's not always like that there is an appeal process that you can go with um through social security um and see if if you can get that drop down so okay and how would they file for that appeal through Social, Social Security Administration. They just okay. go in and fill yeah, out Yeah, there's, there's paperwork that you can access on the Social Security website, or you can go in and pick up forms to do that appeal process. I, I bet they can do that with these ladies at KHI, too. Yes, I bet. So <laughs> that's good to know that look back. So, okay, we've had a lot of that. Doreen, tell me, what's the top three tips you would tell someone that's ready to enroll? Well, of course, the first tip would be try to work with a... Um, licensed agent to help you through the process because it's just like you said it's a combination of knowing parts and plans so you'd want to work with them so we don't so we have this a lot with financial planning they shouldn't ask their neighbor that's what they did or a co-worker they should actually talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about and does this every day got it correct check (laughs) Check. (laughs) because uh, we We feel like we have the guidance. We've taken the classes. We're certified. We can help you with those. Well, and it's constantly changing, Changing. too. It's the same thing as financial advising. Like, it constantly changes. So what Larry did five years ago is probably not what Julie should do now because it's it's different. And your medical situations could be completely different. Like, that's what it's, it's just like when people, like, save, like, their neighbor, invest like their neighbor. I'm like, you don't make the same income. You don't have the same dream. So same concept. Right. Okay, what's another good tip? Um, not enrolling in. Um, make sure you enroll in a prescription drug plan. So a lot of people, if you don't take prescriptions, well, I don't need that prescription drug plan. You do have to take it or you're penalized. Mm, so yeah. You're penalized if you enroll like 20 years down the yes, road or right. something like that. And mm-hmm. it's a significant penalty. I actually had a, heard a story the other day of a lady that uh, never enrolled in Part B or Part D, just took Part A. And I was like, oh, how'd that work out? And they're like, well, the last two months of her life, she was in a care facility, but it worked out because she never never really needed Part B and Part D and didn't go to the doctor. Now, how many people has that happened to? I don't know, but that is not a situation a we'd rare, recommend. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't risk that. Yeah. Right, for sure. Okay, work with a specialist. Um, make sure you're enrolling correctly. Top tip three. Um, and we've kind of talked about this, about continuing to work for your employer. Um, what are your options? So make sure that you're aware of what your options are. What should I be taking Medicare? Should I be taking Medicare Part A and um, or not taking Part B? So those are the options you you need to look at. So good. Look at your options. Make sure that you're doing things right. Don't do it alone. Don't go alone. Hey there, listeners. This episode of How to Money with Cole and Cole is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about you, but for me, finding the work-life balance of being a husband and father and working a job has been so rewarding, but it also can be so exhausting. And that's why it's important for me to take care of my health and not just my physical health, but my mental health. And that's where therapy comes in. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. And you know what's great about it? It's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of challenges. To get started, You just have to answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. 
You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you with more scheduling flexibility at a more affordable price. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com CFG to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash C-F-G. Let's do a little dollars and cents. Da-da-da-da bills, y'all. Our stat man's gone, Cole J. He I loves know. dollars and cents. He I can say it because he's not here. He's a little nerd. Guess where I got these from? <laughs> Cole, Cole J. J. <laughs> I know. I walked in this morning. I was like, Cole J, you're not there today. It's weird, but I need some dollars and cents topics. So, Cole J, what? thank you, Cole J. Cole P, what do you got? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, several things on here. I'm not going to nerd out quite like Cole J does on the stats, but... Um, we're going to talk a little bit about social security. So we're talking about Medicare, obviously, uh, social security, uh, not the same thing, obviously coincides with Medicare. And we'll talk a little bit of how that, how that works. But, um, most people do not wait until age 70 to take their Medicare. Uh, the most common social age, security, sorry, <laughs> gotcha. yeah. social security. Uh, so they don't wait till 70, even though that's the highest you can claim. Uh, so past age 70, it doesn't go up anymore. So you should claim if you're at least age 70. Um, most people start at 62 or when they retire. I think it's the most common is when they retire. 62 is the most common uh, age that people take it. What's the benefit of waiting? Well, Bailey, thank you for asking. Uh, the benefit of waiting is that you're increase that you will see from 62 to 70 is 76 percent wow that is a huge difference in longevity we looked it up just because i think cole you can interrupt me if you want i think a lot of people take it right away because they're like well i want i want it now in case like i pass away like i want to use it i want to have the funds but we looked up the average age people live nowadays is 80 yeah right and, and the break point for social security is right around that 80 so so if and, and i i say this a lot to my clients if you can tell me the day you're gonna die I can tell you when to take social security. Now, since you can't, we got to look at, you know, what's the longevity in your family? What's your health history been? And then we kind of make an educated decision based on that. If they, if they're willing to wait, most people aren't willing to wait. Most people retire. They want to take it. Um, and, and that's fine. Uh, we just want to make sure you're educated that. So 76%. So if your payment at age 62 was a thousand dollars, if you waited till age 70, which is eight years of missing that thousand dollar payment, your payment would be 1760 and that's for the rest of your life. So longevity, inflation. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, my dad never got to use it. But I mean, medically, we're so much more advanced. There's just so many things into play that I would take in consideration into that. Yeah. So in another stat on here is 72% of non-retired investors are aware that they would get an increase, you know, the 76% increase till 70, but only 10% wait until 70 to take their social security. So it's my money and I want it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <What's> that <commercial? laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of that instant gratification too. And everyone thinks that, Hey, I, if I retire, I take social security. Well, you don't have to retire and take social security. Um, just like if you retire at 62, you actually can't take Medicare. Um, unless you had one of those other things that, that happened to you like disability or something like that. Uh, so, and then talk a little bit about, uh, how social security and Medicare, end up coinciding not always at the right at the same time but your your medicare comes out of your social security check once you've you got both going is that correct yeah that's correct and actually if you're drawing social security before age 65 
you are going to get automatically enrolled in Medicare. You don't have to actively go out and do that. So if you don't want it, you need to act on that when you get that card in the mail. Okay. So if, so if I took Medicare or if I took Social Security at 62 and I get to age 65 and I don't want to be on Medicare, I want to stay on my wife's insurance, mm-hmm. I have to let somebody know that. Absolutely. I was not aware of that. Me either. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yep. just uh, not a Medicare expert. I'm glad that I, uh, I'm glad that I heard how that. How do I today. let you need us? I know. Like, <laughs> bless your guys' soul. So how would I let someone know that, that I don't want Medicare turned on with my social Yeah. Security? So the card actually comes with a little form that you got to fill out and put your card back in and send it back to social security. So it's Say, in the no, mail. thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> don't want to take this right now. Will they, I wonder if cards will be electronic someday, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Cause it, so, so everything right now is done pretty much uh paper still paper yes. and they get a card in the yes. mail it's not it's not an electronic process right now but i would think that that's probably coming i i would hope, hope so. so yeah yeah i was just thinking i was like how do they know if they get the card in the mail yeah like, how many people throw the card away exactly because yeah. it does it's you know discreet so they throw it away or gets lost in the mail or i mean it doesn't come like ups registered no, mail i would assume it just not. comes regular mail okay mm-hmm. Interesting. My husband will never open the mail. He will set it on the counter <laughs> and he lets me open it. So I'm just thinking. Well, that's nice old. of him. At least he sets it on the counter for you. Yeah. I think when we're Mine old. stays in the mailbox. <laughs> Molly! I got in the mailbox <laughs> and get it. <laughs> uh, to me and Claire type A. Could you Shocker. Care? I know that that's a real shock to them. So I want some like life applications. Like what are, like give a situation or a scenario where you work with someone. You're like, dang, I wish they would have came in sooner because this caused some issues. So the big one for me, I get um, quite often actually, is those that didn't understand that they they should have delayed taking their Part B. Um, so they had their employer group health insurance. They took A and B, and two years down the road now they want to retire. Well, they don't understand that that Part B side of it starts that six-month clock ticking to get a supplement with no health questions asked. Once that six month window is open or is over, um, they have to be medically accepted by a carrier in order to get a supplement. Interesting. Okay, so so if you're still working at sixty five, you you need to make the decision: Am I staying on my employers or am I taking Part D? Yeah. B. Don't do both. Obviously, you'll pay for both. Yeah. Part B. Yeah. You said D. Did I? I, I probably. I just fumbled. for our listeners, I yeah. wanted to Part B-b-b-b- B as in Bowie. There you go. Um, and. If you enroll in Part B, and so if you just make the decision, hey, I'm not going to stay on my employers. I'm going to I'm going to go with Medicare. Take Part B. I need to get my supplement at that point within six months. Yes. Otherwise, I might be on uh, have medical underwriting. Yeah, I just had the situation happen last week. It happens all the time, you know. And and you know, sadly, you come in with heart conditions. You know, I had a diagnosis of cancer a year ago, and. I, you have to break them the news. Sorry, I can't get you a supplement. The oh, supplement won't. That's really, I think that is so important. Like that six months. Because think of my people have autoimmune heart. Like that's got to be yeah, yes. a large yeah. portion of people. And that's probably a huge change in their health. Yes. Again, another reason that like, even if you don't think you need a financial advisor's help or a Medicare specialist help, like when you're going through these big events, you should go visit with somebody. Even if they don't help you or don't have to, you know, get you on a supplement or anything like that, at least you've had the conversation mm-hmm. you, you know you're educated enough to, that you made the right decision yep. don't try to do it on your own and yeah. i'm not knocking the government i'm sure they're not out there educating the world like hey your your clock's t- 
starting, you need to get the six months because you got and get enrolled. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to get covered. It's going to be super expensive. Yes. And I would, I kind of want to touch on that, like maybe the cost errors you see where someone ends up spending more or less or they could have saved more. Like what would be your tips for that on different coverages? So you would have someone who um, on their part B, they'll, they take it and they think that they have no expense for that and they don't pay their bill. And so they, they will eventually lose their part B for not enrolling or staying and paying the bill. Cause if you're not um, taking your social security, you're not going to have that part B deducted. It doesn't automatically come out of your social security check. check. So you, you, you get, get a bill, a bill. in the mail. you get a, mm-hmm. you get like an actual paper bill in the mail or you can set it up EFT probably. You can sign up and have it taken out of your um, checking account or a lot of, or some people do the quarterly payment and they just send their bill with sure. a statement and send it in. So you find people who don't pay that and then they have to wait. Um, if they lose it like in August, then they have to wait till January to re-enroll and then they're, it's not effective till July. Oh, wow. I think so. that's a common misconception is people think Medicare is free. I've been, right. it's coming out of my paycheck my whole career. Mm-hmm. Why would I have to pay for Medicare when I get to that age? But it's not free. Um, you do have to pay for parts of it. Some of it is quote unquote free that you've been putting in your whole career. But that other part is not funded by your uh, Medicare tax that's on your W-2 or on your uh, paycheck it's funded by the premiums. And that's a long time without coverage at an, at a critical age. Correct. And I'm guessing a lot of issues arise when you don't have coverage, you didn't pay and all of a sudden you can't have coverage till the next July. You're like, Oh my gosh, I'm in the hospital or whatever. I need this. (laughs) Well that, and you face a penalty. Yeah. So you're getting, you know, hit with that too. This is stressing me out. I'm I'm not not even near it, but, but like the two top things I've taken from this conversation for sure is that six months period. Like once you turn Medicare part B on, you have six months before you have to do a medical exam. Like that's huge. Yes. And I think the other thing is making sure you're paying your bill Mm -hmm. and like setting it up correctly, probably. Or what do you think, Cole? Yeah, I would, I would agree. And, and, uh, you know, changing, I know there's an open enrollment period and let's talk about that a little bit. But changing your Medicare is not as easy as like, hey, I just want to, you know, I want to add something or change. Like there might be some underwriting when it comes to that where you're automatically approved at age 65. There is no underwriting. You you can get the supplements. They can't reject you. Which means no one's going to come and look at your medical background. Right, right. You're you're automatically approved. But if you go through one of these other events where you wait, you don't pay your bill, things like that, then you have to get underwritten, which they can say no. They can say, "Mm, sorry, you had uh, cancer when you were 58. We're not going to approve you for a supplement, and you're going to just have to be on original Medicare, which is an 80-20 plan, um, and everything that you happens to you, you got to pay 20% of. Yeah. Now, that's that's where where it gets gets bad, but uh, let's talk a little bit about open enrollment, um, and I think it starts in October. I'm going to let you guys talk about it, but and what people can do at, at open enrollment to kind of change their Medicare. So open enrollment is our busiest time, and it's, we're we're right now getting prepared for it. You're juicing up, yeah, yeah. We're juicing up. So it starts um, October fifteenth through December seventh. At that time, you can change your prescription drug plan, or if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, you can change your Medicare Advantage plan. So open enrollment is for people that are already enrolled in Medicare and also who are on a plan. So during that time from 
October 15th to December 7th, we are working with our clients looking at their prescription drug plan. If they want to, they can look at their Medicare supplement also, but we kind of ask them if we can work with you after December 7th, just because we want time to be able to help you and spend more time with you. Um, Medicare Advantage open enrollment runs from, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, you can wait to um, do your open enrollment to January 1st to March 31st. Okay, so if if we're in open enrollment, the October 15th or December 7th, uh, what is the most common reason that people would change their prescription drug plan or their Medicare Advantage? Well, every year, you know, you get that annual notice of change in the mail. Um, you know, maybe throughout the course of the year, you um, were added a more expensive medication or you take a more expensive medication and you find out that the plan may not be covering it as well the next year. Um, that would be absolutely something to look at. You're probably so, shopping. Yeah, your needs change, yeah. you know, and so, um, and the plans can change and maybe that plan is not best fit for you anymore. Um, so it, it's good for us to look at that with you, determine if that change is going to affect you in any way and decide, you know, what to do in the next year. Because these companies change what they're going to cover from year to year yes. on as far as certain medications. So I know there's a, uh, a system that you guys use that you put their medications in yeah. and, and then it kind of spits out like, okay, this would help you. It would, this would cost you this per year and what your monthly uh, payment would be and everything like that. And then what you're currently on would be this. So it's going to save you, you know, $12 a month or something like right. that, where, where obviously you're always looking to save people money. Absolutely. And that most people's budgets in it's retirement tight. are tighter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you heard of this little word called inflation? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's tight right now. They yes. want to shop, but that's really important. Those uh, time periods. So I'm sure you guys are extremely busy late nights. So how do like, just cause I do want people to know where you're at, how they find you, like if they want to work with you, like, and set up a meeting, how does that work for open enrollment? How do they get a hold of you? Call the office, reach out. Like how do they get a meeting set and when can they? Um, we can't start reviewing any prescription drug plans. We can look at them between October 1st and October 15th, but we cannot enroll anyone till October 15th. So um, to set up an appointment with us, um, you just call our office and we'll get you an appointment made with one of our Medicare specialists. And Perfect. Yeah. We'll link that. We'll link your yeah. guys' contact. Yeah, we'll put that put that in the the notes for the show and then khi solutions is what it's called right down the road right down the road from us here in fort dodge um and it's lindsey simpson and doreen coppinger so you can look them up uh, online they're on they're on their khi website as well so you can uh, find them there but um, best thing is to call the office to set up an appointment um you know they don't usually take it directly by email or that you know direct phone call to do that but call the office and then get you set up uh with an appointment yeah. And we, yeah. we have clients all the time that we send your way and we appreciate everything you guys do. Yeah, Is there anything sure. new going at KHI we need to know about? I think you guys did a food truck thing. Yeah. Was it yesterday? Uh, it's Tuesday, right? Tuesday. Yeah, it was yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. It was <laughs> no, I so bet that hot. Was hot. <laughs> yeah, it was like bad timing. Yeah, it was like the worst day. You know, it's so hot. But I mean, I was surprised there were so many people that came and those poor food truck people were just working their butts off. And <laughs> Could you imagine being inside the food truck? It was oh. so hot. Yeah. Gosh. But it was fun. I think everybody had fun. So mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. Great. We appreciate everything you guys do for us and yeah. the community. So yeah, top three absolutely. takes. Don't go at Medicare alone. No. Wow, Cole just gave me the death look. <laughs> but I even, even when you're talking about the six month look back, I my instantly, like I went to my dad, like I was like, oh shoot, I wonder if he knew that. Cause like, 
medical history. You know what I mean? You just think about people you love and care. Don't do what your neighbor's doing. Your medical situation is not the same as theirs. And there's people that do this day in and day out. And I'm not trying to say they know a lot, but they know a lot. They are the specialists. So make sure you reach out if you need help. You're not trying to say they know a lot, but, but they, they know, know a lot. lot. <laughs> I didn't want to brag them up. I didn't want them to blush on camera. It's all right. They're, they're, they're experts for a reason. And yeah. they, uh, you know, they help people out every day doing this. So, uh, you wouldn't try to uh, build your own retirement plan. You wouldn't try to don't try to build your own Medicare plan um, without uh, without the experts. Thank you guys very much for coming. Thank you us. for Thank being you. here. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for your partnership. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see you soon. All right, Bailey, what do you got for a quote? The man on top of the mountain didn't fall there. Vince Lombardi. Go Cubs. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of the Central Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. To learn more, visit their website at www.centralfinancialgroup.com and follow them on all their social media platforms. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. For... Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, Member FINRA SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.